Welcome to the Love Letters to Poe podcast. I'm Sarah Krokel-Smith, publisher and editor-in-chief, bringing you wonder and terror, romance and horror in this gothic fiction magazine. Each week, I'll be sharing a new gothic story or poem from the pages of Love Letters to Poe. You can find the original stories and poems, author interviews, your free copy of the magazine's inaugural issue, and much more at loveletterstopoe.com. Today's Gothic story is titled Ember's Last Light Reflected, read by the author Emmeline Marie Bouchon. This story can be found in Volume 1, Issue 4 of Love Letters to Poe. I hope you enjoy this haunting tale. Ember's Last Light Reflected by Emmeline Marie Bouchon There, in the dark corner it rests, covered in linen as if wrapped in grave cloth, mocking, scornful, and hateful, billowing tattered ends of the faded cover dance from a breeze of uncertain origin, all windows tightly shuttered against night's howling wind. The movement of the cloth beckons, silent yet screaming nonetheless. The bronze mirror underneath gazes through the sheet as if to the bottom of a shallow pond. It knows I have returned, patient, awaiting my waning constraint. I have already set logs ablaze in the fireplace, a slippery slope. Therein lies a struggle as old as the garden, knowledge, knowledge of good and evil, distinction. I have seen the fluttering shades of lightness and dark and suspect the difference. Like most, I dwell in the gloam of ambient twilight without true comprehension. The mirror, however, shows absolute truth. I cannot hide in its reflection. Questions asked to the mirror under precise conditions yield clarity. The knowledge I yearn for my troubled soul to abate the pain. Answers to questions dared not ask anyone, save the reflection of my wary visage. Three sounds fill the chamber, subtle yet strong. First is a crackling of flame consuming wood. Second are the machinations of the grandfather clock behind me. Lastly, the cacophonous tattoo of my heart thumping wildly in my chest like that of a frightened rabbit. I remove the sheet over the mirror like a magician revealing a trick, theatrics lost on all but the cold stone bricks of the ingle nook walls. Firelight languidly twinkles in the sullied surface of the bronze mirror. The once stately artifact now merely glimmers under a thick patina, its once proud luster reserved for kings and queens, now tarnished to my morbid desire. I move the mirror in position, its legs shrieking with contempt, as it is dragged across the marble floor. I place it facing the fire, as a weary traveler drying out from an unexpected downpour. The metal surface is cold, like a mortician's slab. My heart's desire addressed. The promise of it dries my mouth and flutters my stomach. Would that I know the truth? It is growing close. The logs crumble and the flare diminishes. I walk to the window, opening the panes and pulling apart the shutters. Moonlight pours through the angulate window and falls across the floor like a large silver door. I have to turn away if only for a moment. I consider the blustery night swaying the garden of the estate. Wispy clouds veil the moon for a transitory moment as they sail through the vast heavenly sea. 
The growing coin in the sky makes me wince until my eyes adjust to the harsh light. Then I can see the imperfections on the lunar sphere. I can see his face in the mottled surface. Nathaniel. My long white hair flows as if I have taken flight. The nightgown pushes taut against my chest. A mournful wail from the trees tries to warn me against such blasphemous action. Yet the fire and clock conspire behind me, urging that time is nigh. I turn again, this time aided by the wind to proceed. I glide toward the mirror as if in a dream. I place my hands on the curved frame like upon the shoulders of my beloved. Though the phrase is etched on my very soul, I read the inscribed words again as if to glean something that previously eluded my grasp. The incantation is carved into the back of the flat surface. The mirror's words echo from my crackled crimson lips. Upon fireplace gaze I will gloat, then burning questions I can explain. Unlit reflections are ill of note, and by flame questions asked are in vain. Ember's last light with time's final smote reveal heart's desire in truth and so plain. Three questions revealed, no more to quote, till harvest moon brings midnight again. I glance behind me to see the arms and the clock face pointing skyward, both nearly aligned. I round the mirror, seating myself on the warm hearth. In the large oval reflective eye, I am just to the side so that the fireplace still takes center stage. I can feel the last heat of the dying embers on my back. The pendulum lyre swings, its bob swaying back and forth, and first chime of midnight begins. The reflection fogs briefly. A shadowy shape takes form. It is the horrific deed that haunts my nightmares. In the mirror's realm, I straddle Nathaniel as he lies on the ground. My black hair pours over his dying face. In that reflected surface, I drop the dagger that had pierced his faithful heart, clattering to the marble floor. Oh, that fateful night since past. Nathaniel looks beyond my reflected doppelganger, beyond to the real me, seated on the hearth of the fireplace. His terrified gaze falls full into my eyes. It is time for my first question. Please, Nathaniel, tell me. When I plunged that dagger into your chest, were you without pain, my love? Nathaniel shook his head. No, he gasped. The fourth gong of the clock echoes through the inglenook and through the vestibule beyond. Time for the next question. I lick my lips. Nathaniel, I ask. Can you please forgive me? Nathaniel's eyes grow wider, knowing his demise imminent. No, he croaks. A tear betrays my gaze, spilling down on a wrinkled cheek. I wait four more bells of the hour. The last question. I whisper, Nathaniel, do you still love me? His reply comes as his countenance fades with the last chime of midnight. No, he says. I sob as his reflection yields to the scene of the cold, dark embers. At long last, I know my transgression. The fatal error I made was in dispatching my love in a manner that allowed him time to reconsider. I should have taken him in his sleep so that he would love me forever. I push the mirror back into the corner, 
where it will rest beneath a shroud for another year, until the harvest moon in the midnight sky shines upon dying embers reflected in the mirror, as I have done so now for many, many autumns. Now I wait. I wait for the answers to change. I wait for Ember's last light reflected. If you enjoyed this work of fiction, please show your love by leaving a review. Never miss another story or poem by visiting loveletterstopoe.com forward slash join. And if you want the party to continue, I invite you to Prince Prospero's Masquerade over at patreon.com forward slash loveletterstopoe. Until next time, embrace what lurks in the shadows. You never know what gothic adventure lay within.